Outside with Technisha, a daily show. Broadcasting from Atlanta, Georgia, home of the world's greatest artist, TLC, Gladys Knight, India Ari, Indigo Girls, and Hartsfield Atlanta Jackson Airport, the Falcons, and Clark Atlanta University. This is The Bright Side with Technisha. A daily show with real people with real experiences. And now, here's your host, Technisha. Welcome, everyone, to the Bright Side with Technisha. Glad to have you on this wonderful Sunday, Sunday Fun Day. Today is November the 19th, 2017. We're a few days away from Thanksgiving, so I hope everyone has their cooking. But I'm here with a wonderful guest named Lynette Smith, who's a gratitude letter expert and author. The award-winning author of How to Write Heartfelt Letters to Treasure, which shows how easy it is to write a meaningful letter of appreciation, whereas spoken words, texts, and emails are fleeting. A gratitude letter is tangible and long-lasting. It is world-changing to its recipient. It's saved and savored every time it's read, and it can become part of family legacy. So that's the things that we're trying to talk about today, and I hope that you are able to grab and get something from this today. Lynette, first and foremost, I'd like to thank you for being on the show today. We had a few mishaps, but we up and up and ready. I am ready for you too, Technisha. Thank you for having me on the show. Most definitely, Lynette. I was not gonna miss this. I mean, we we definitely need this talk because we, to me, Lynette, this world has really shown away from getting out to writing. Now we so used to texting. So first, I want to ask, how do we get started back into writing and get and wean away from texting because we become so lazy well i think it's time to start focusing on other people and who we appreciate in our lives that's just get quiet and think about that who's made a positive difference in your life and when you figure out who that is start thinking about what it is that makes that person special and it's not the kind of thing you want to put in a text you want to put it not even in an email if you can help it believe it or not but put it in writing. Don't you know how special it is to receive something in the mail mm-hmm. or something handed to you over a beautiful lunch or dinner together? Uh, something that you can keep and hold and look at and read over and over and feel good every time you do. That's the difference in taking the time, and it doesn't take much time, to put those heartfelt thoughts of appreciation in writing for that special person. It does. It doesn't take so long. We just become so lazy. We find it easier to text someone than to actually call them up on the phone and say, hey, how's your day actually going? <laughs> I've seen people text or email, not email, but call on their cell as they're walking up to somebody's front door instead of getting all the way up there and ringing the doorbell and getting face-to-face contact. <laughs> say I'm appreciative of the times that I was born. I'm an 80s baby, so I appreciate that. This generation now, that's what they do, especially these millennials. They they get that point. But Lynette, what inspired you to write and publish How to Write Heartfelt Letters to Treasure? Well, it was when my son got married back in the fall of 2008, and we were attending the rehearsal dinner, and he and his 
wife-to-be each surprise their own parents by bringing out a framed letter of appreciation. So there was a, a letter for each of the sets of parents. And in our letter, it was so wonderful. He talked about what it was like growing up in the family. Then he talked about the qualities he most appreciated about his dad. And then the qualities he most appreciated about me. And then he talked about the values he had learned growing up in our family that he planned to bring to his marriage. And then he said, thank you, I appreciate you both so much. And he signed it, Love Byron. Man, there was not a dry eye in the house. These letters were read aloud by the, the maid of honor and the best man. And while Byron stood by us and Rachel stood by her parents and everybody was dripping tears, it was just something else. And it's so inspiring, that letter, that today it's, it's in a place of honor in our home. And every time I read it, or every time I talk about it, like just now, my eyes start dripping. I was again. just going to ask you, get teared up over it. That is, that's a powerful thing. Very yeah. emotional. And, that's, and you know what? Someday, everybody dies. Someday I'm going to die too. Right. And my husband. And that letter is still going to be there. And my son will get that back. And it will be his way of remembering what his parents were like. And when he dies... His children will get that letter, and they'll know what their grandparents were like, and so on and so on. So this becomes a part of family legacy, too. Right. Something you could pass on traditionally to your children, and I hope to be able to yeah. do the same thing for my daughters. Yeah. Actually. Right. Yeah, everybody wants to know what their ancestors were like. Isn't this a great record? Oh, yeah, because that's the only way they was able to tell their true love something, by writing to them. Them, them the romantic uh -huh. times. I'm telling you, and fellas, that would definitely help. That would help a lot of relationships when we get back to that point. Call your loved one. Oh, Don't it, just text. Yes. It changes lives. These letters change lives. Because if you get a letter like that, you think, wow. First of all, I didn't know I made a difference in anybody else's life, and now I know I have. Now, doesn't that bring meaning to your own life? So that's the first thing. And then you think, wow, you know, I've always thought how much I'm grateful to so and so. I'm going to write her a letter. And then you make the difference in that person's life. And so you get inspired when you receive a letter. You get inspired to write letters. And people who, yeah, it just goes on and on. And it changes the world because it changes people's emphasis from being scared and afraid every day to being loving and appreciative. And, oh, that will change the world. Right. Now, also, Lynette, we was going to focus a little bit on talking about put put a ribbon on the idea of writing a heartfelt letter of appreciating it and presenting to someone special at that time. That's right. Because you've you just got this letter and you... I'm looking at Thanksgiving. We're just, what, four days away? Yes. You can have a family activity called a whole bag of thanks. And if you've got little kids, they can decorate a nice big bag. And you can hand out three-by-five cards or something else to everybody who's there. And you can draw names or whatever you want. But put into the bag what 
you most appreciate about somebody else is there. Maybe you get one card for everybody else who's going to be there, and they all go in the bag. And then after dinner, when you're pulling out dessert or after dessert, you start drawing from the bag, and you hand those out to the people that they're directed to, and they get to read them aloud, or someone else reads them aloud and hands them to that person. And look at all that appreciation going around the table. Oh, yeah. Wow. That is, that's a good thing to do at family gatherings, even if it's not Thanksgiving. Uh -huh. Still write a gratitude letter. Because right. I was talking about that one day on my show. I was talking about the fact of having a gratitude journal. You don't have, you write consistently, but you don't have to write every day, but you go in depth of the things that you really appreciate. Uh, uh, of course, we appreciate waking up, but really go in depth. What are you grateful for? What are you really grateful for? They don't for? have to be big things. They can be little things. I'm grateful that I woke up pain-free. I'm grateful that I saw that beautiful flower when I went on my walk this morning. Uh, if you can find five things you're grateful for for every one thing you're ungrateful for, you keep your attitude right. You sure do. It makes it really opens you up. It does. It really opens that mind. So, Lynette, what's the first thing maybe one should do to even get started on this journey to beginning to write letters and and stuff? Well, first of all, it's it's the components in one of these letters are real easy. And I hope your listeners will jot this down. Here's a typical letter. The first paragraph talks about a memory that you and the other person both treasure. And that's it. You just describe that memory as, as a way to open up the letter. Then you start describing what you appreciate about the person. And in my book, for example, I've got in the appendix, I've got 15 different lists of positive words to describe different types of people, like a young child, an older woman, someone religious or spiritual, a military service member, and so on. And 15 different types of, types of lists like that, and each list has 72 positive words. So you can look at these lists as a prompt to yourself to say, uh, yeah, that's, that describes this person I'm thinking about, because I've just opened up at random for a supervisor or employee. I'm going to throw about 10 words at you. Flexible, focused, forgiving, friendly, fun-loving, guiding, hardworking, helpful, honest. Um, all those words that are waiting for you, and all you have to do is circle the ones that apply to the one you're going to talk write to. And then start writing and, and talk about their positive traits, maybe give an example or two. So that's the guts of the letter. And then you go ahead at the end and you talk about what difference that person has made in your life or in the lives of others. And then you tell them you love them and you sign it. There's your letter. Right, yeah, my, my mentor was talking about that. Of you, well, when you're doing these appreciations, but except he said do it through an email, but send a letter to your mentor and letting them know, hey, I appreciate you. Send a letter to your boss, hey, I appreciate you for this. That really bronze them up. That would be a great way of showing your appreciation. Write a good letter to your boss, surprisingly. Probably won't even be expecting that letter. Let them know how your day going. I'm telling you, it might That's make a big right. difference. If somebody is going to put it in an email, bear in mind, emails get lost they or do. buried over time. Find a way to print it out. But if you're going to go that far, you might as well take the words from the email and put them on nice stationery and print it out like a real letter. Why not? Right. 
And I, I appreciate you um, for Lynette for just giving us these basic steps, because especially if you start out writing and you don't know exactly what to say to a person, that's what Lynette's actually giving you. She giving you what to actually say to a person because Lynette, okay, we got different people that we talk to. You got family and friends. Uh, but each letter, if you write an appreciation letter, uh, appreciation letter, each letter should be wrote differently, shouldn't it? Well, I think you still, whether it's it's uh, a letter for somebody at work who's celebrating a 10-year anniversary or if it's a letter to your mom saying how she's special, I think you can still start out with a shared treasured memory, just, just an icebreaker if you want to call it that. I remember when we did this or that one day and that thing happened and we solved it this way or whatever. That's your icebreaker. Then you still talk about the qualities you appreciate about the other person. That's the next paragraph. doesn't matter who you're writing to. That's what you're talking about next. And then the next thing is what difference they've made in your life, in the lives of others, at work, in the profit margin, in morale at work, whatever. You see, it's all you can. That's what that theme is for that next paragraph. And then after that, you just say thank you in whatever way you want to. Now, if you're writing to someone at work, don't say love. <laughs> right. You sign it, but you can say sincerely. <laughs> but that's the idea. And when that's you, all it takes. Right. And when you're getting ready to write these letters, you should do them way in advance just in case if you probably want to frame it or if you want to just specialize it somehow, you want to add a few more touches to it. That's true. And for example, if you're going to write a letter that you plan to frame, you'll probably end up needing to print it on the computer so it fits inside the frame nicely and you still get enough set on that one page that's being displayed. Right. If you're going to write a letter to somebody that you're not going to frame and you still you think, oh gosh, I'm a doctor and my handwriting's horrible, uh, you could still put it on the computer but hand sign it. Okay? And... If, no matter what, I, I'm a great believer if you're comfortable with the computer and the keyboard, that's the place to compose it anyway. Because if, if you're fast at the keyboard, it will help keep up faster with your thoughts. But otherwise, you can handwrite your draft. Don't give them your, don't give them your first draft if you're handwriting. You know, go through, just pour your heart out, and then go back the next day and do a rewrite. And then maybe at that point have somebody you trust who can keep things confidential, look at that letter and let you know if you spelled anything wrong or if you used bad grammar somewhere. And then you go to your third draft and that's your final draft of the one that you can present to the person on nice paper. Right, because this is when you write a letter, you really want to take out your time to me to point out good things for one on that person maybe go all the way back in memory lane hey we used to hang out together you remember this girl or yeah. some, yeah. something you want to really touch them let them know that you you took out your time to specifically write those letters i think that's why people don't do that anymore lynette it takes time it's a writing process i mean i'm i was a communication major so i know writing it takes a thought out process it's not something you could just rush through that's true, but remember, the person you're writing to, isn't that person worth it? Right. That's a fellow human being whom you value. Exactly. That person's worth your time investment. I do agree with that. And it sounds so, it sounds so easy. It is. It can be easy. It can be easy just it like putting icing on a cake. I, you know, the, the best thing is, like I say, do your draft, 
while it's on, fresh on your mind, let it sit overnight, then look at it with fresh eyes the next day. Doctor it up, get a friend to look at it, do a third draft, and get it. Well, it doesn't have to be a week-long project. Exactly. Now, now, while you're writing this book, is there any part of the book that you like more than the other? Because I, I have had authors on who may have said, well, I like this chapter better when I was writing it than this chapter. I've got it set up in such a way that it, I like it all. I mean, when I finished with the main thrust, uh, you know, it was all about the special occasions like birthdays and, you know, anniversaries and such as that. Or, or and things going on at work, and then there were occasions made special, which is when you just decide just because you want to give something to someone. And, and honestly, what if somebody is terminally ill, and you want to make sure they know how much of the difference they've made in your life, and how much you've appreciated them? That's a real good time to write a letter, too. Well, that's not a special occasion. That's an occasion made special. My favorite chapter, I think after I wrote all about those things, I came across one and I went, you know what? Forgiveness is an important concept. And I think it falls into appreciation too, to send a letter of forgiveness, asking forgiveness or granting forgiveness. If you've had a relationship that's had a falling out that you would like to heal, now this doesn't come with any guarantees, but there is nothing wrong with writing a letter that does not point fingers, but maybe accepts responsibility for what may have happened, accepts regret for what may have happened to cause the rift, and asks forgiveness, and says, I'd like to start fresh. Now, if you write a letter like that, though, you're not going to walk up to them and hand it to them, because they may slam the door in your face. You have to mail that one so that they can open it in private and think about it in private. And you can't go in with any expectations. You just have to know you've done the right thing by writing that letter. And maybe it will heal. It will heal yourself. But maybe the other person will heal too, and you may re rekindle that relationship. Right. That's a jump start. So that, right. I yeah, so, so that chapter is called Mending a Torn Relationship. And it talks about how to write a letter like that. See, just right there, just listening to that gave me a little idea where to actually go from there on mending. Because we, we have a lot of issues. I'm telling you, listeners, if you if you really want to know some things, you better grab this book. This book is not just a self-help book. It's not just, oh, let me tell you about my life. It's really help leading up to helping you. In everyday life, things that you need to know how to overcome this and that and appreciate it for what it is because we forget the small things. We worry about the big things, but this is appreciation where we can appreciate the small things and people who you probably been ignoring. This is the time now to tell your loved ones because right now in the day and times, the way things are going, we never know who's leaving um, today or tomorrow and you have not got those words out to that person. This is the time now. And here on out to tell that person, hey, I love you. I appreciate you. If you're doing a face-to-face, -face, tell them now. Don't wait. Don't text them. Let them know face-to-face. -face. Go to their house. Go to your mother's house. Another one was telling me that at a business meeting that I was getting. I was at Lynette, and she was saying that. She said, we always forget about our parents. And she said she, she wished she still had her mother. To this day, she do. And we do. Go to their house. Don't just call them on the phone. Go to their house and talk to them. And I said, that's what I need yeah. to do. I need to go to my mother's yeah. house. 
she's just two hours away from me, but I need to go to her house and talk to her instead of calling her on the phone. That's right. Face-to-face -face is fantastic. And then, again, if you can leave a written piece of paper, your letter that tells them so they can read it later on. Because face-to-face appreciation is fantastic. I don't want to disrespect that idea. But in a year, assuming she's still around, she's going to say, yeah, Technisha, she said some nice things to me that day. She won't remember what you said. She'll just know it was nice. <laughs> and if it's in writing, she'll get to read it and enjoy it over and over again and get touched and moved over and over again every time she reads it, just like that letter that my son gave us. That has the lasting power. It feels every bit as good every time I read that letter as the first time it was read to me. Every bit as good. Get, I get to feel that a lot from just one letter. It's fantastic. I know it is, and I can just hear it in your voice by you talking. It felt good to you. See, that's that. That's something yep. that will never leave you. I can hear it. I can tell. I can see. Mm -hmm. I can feel that glow around you. Now, yep. it's as you said, Lynette. It's getting so close to that Thanksgiving time. It really is. Is and there's another idea that you have for Thanksgiving. It's doing an activity, and you call a whole bag full of thanks. One I was describing for the family gatherings, but I've got a that I gave, you know, mentioned earlier, right? Where everybody gets their project going, you know, the bag, and you put your ideas in there, and you pass them around during dessert. But here's one for work. This one is called the thank tank. Oh, okay. So, isn't that nice? So what happens here is if you've got a team environment or a department, and uh -huh. you've all got, you know, you're all working your jobs day to day, right? And mostly people are focused on what's going wrong instead of what's going right, what somebody did wrong instead of what somebody did right. Here's an idea for a department activity. You take those words from that, that uh, appendix in my book, those demographic word lists, uh -huh. and oh, actually you don't even have to use those lists. Hear, hear me out on this. Okay. Have, have the department secretary or administrative assistant put together a, a little blank form that, that says... It's got somebody's name on it, okay? They, they passed one of these blank forms out to every person in the department, and that lit, it lists down the left the name of everybody who's in the department. To the right of that person's name is a blank line. So you've got a bunch of blank lines there. And the directions are that every person fills in one word, one positive word, that describes that employee in their own mind. And so every other employee gets a word, a positive word describing them. And they turn these sheets back into the administrative assistant. And the administrative assistant puts all the words for John Smith together. And have you ever heard of something called a word cloud? Um, No. Uh, outside okay. of just listen to iCloud, but no word, not word cloud. Okay, I recommend that your listeners go to a free website okay. called wordle.net. I'll spell that out. W-O-R-D-L-E dot net. There you see what a word cloud is. It's got it's got words sideways and you know, horizontally and vertically in a kind of an artsy arrangement. Oh, it's colorful. It sure does. I'm looking at it now. Wow. Yeah. And can you imagine getting the administrative assistant for the department creating a word cloud for each 
of those people in the department and they put the person's name as one of the words. Here's, here's the little trick with this thing is, let's say it's John Smith. You write John Smith, John Smith, John Smith three times when you in the box where it tells you to put the words in. And then you go ahead and put all the other words just once, type them once, because the more times you type something, the bigger it makes the lettering. Okay. So you want the person's name to be biggest. Now, it won't always hold John and Smith together, so you have to keep clicking the new new uh, com composition, new composition button or whatever is there until you find that John and Smith are somewhat together to where people read it like what in the big letters. But all those other positive words that describe John Smith are all print set around there. So then when you see an arrangement you like, you click the print button, and now you've got a printout for this, and maybe put two of them, okay? Because John Smith is going to want to put one up on his wall in the cubicle. It's him to take one home to his family as a memento there. And this is going to get people at work with all these little things posted on their bulletin boards in their cubicles. Everybody's going to be real proud of their word cloud, and, and it's going to be a course of topic of conversation about the positive things that other people think of them at work. So that's called the think tank. Oh, that is so cool. And look, I'm actually on here trying to look, I'm experimenting with it now, but I'm putting I am definitely <laughs> I got you, I <laughs> I'm definitely gonna make sure I pass that. Okay? <laughs> I'm gonna pass that off to my boss. That would be a great way of showing our appreciation around the job and really seeing what people yeah. are, something positive yeah. that you like about that person. Because you can't be negative all right. day. That's true, Will. That's a great idea, Lynette. I appreciate that. I definitely will give that idea to them tomorrow when they have a stand-up. Hey, why don't we try it this way? And that will be a great appreciation for Thanksgiving. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Now, if a bunch of people are off this week, I recommend waiting until the week after. Right. But if you're all at work, do it at work. <laughs> well, so fantastic. You know what? You're right about that. We are, because we got plenty of days off this week since it's going to be slow at work. Um. Lynette, what are um, but how do you feel personally as knowing that you're part of something that's going that will enhance that's already probably doing that of many relationships of so many people? It brings meaning to my life. I will not go to my deathbed thinking I didn't make a difference. No, that's right. I'll know I did, and I'll know it was a positive difference. You know, talking about Thanksgiving and eating a lot and everything else, I'd like to read something that I composed myself. Oh, please do. I, I like what I composed, and it's called Food for Thoughtfulness. All right? Studies show grateful people are more alert and happy and more helpful towards others. Expressing gratitude helps to, be, to bring meaning to others' lives. When people give or receive gratitude, their body's energy vibrates at a higher, more positive frequency. Ever notice how you feel better when you're around positive people? That's because you've picked up on their good vibrations, and you've started vibrating at a higher frequency, too. Through this genius reaction, the world gradually becomes more positive. So be grateful and change the world. Oh, man. I love it. I do. Thank I, you. I love that it. That kind of sums up the way I feel about it making it happen, you know? Just 
playing a part in getting people to focus on what's right with the world instead of what's wrong. Right. It changes them from the inside out, and then it changes everybody around them, and then those people change people around them. And it's just like that old, old hairdresser, you know, hair, hair shampoo commercial or whatever it was, and so on, and so on. And you keep seeing more people who are affected in a positive way. And that's what the world needs is a bigger focus on these positive things to do instead of just watching the news 24-7 getting more and more depressed because, yes. you know, Blood, blood cells. Yes. Oh, Lynette. Yes. Yes. I'm a, I got to say yes and agree with you. I was just so help me. I was speaking about that. I was. I was speaking about it the other day when I when we when I couldn't get you on the line. I spoke about that about the news stories because that's what I took up. I I went to school to be a news reporter, but as we know, going behind them cameras is very devastating, and that's probably why I'm not in that field, because it's emotional. It carries with you, and that's what that's what the news focus on. It focuses on blood, and that's why I was telling my listeners, I said, we don't have a crisis going on. We really actually don't. The news plays off our fears. Let it not deter us away from what we need to focus on. You got a bigger pr- um, purpose and a mission to focus on right now. That news that's nothing. That's why I don't watch it every day. I stop watching it now. I get a little glimpse to see what's going on, maybe with the weather, maybe hear something. Then I'm turning from it. I don't want to watch it all day. It's depressing, first of all. It really is. And I was so oh, I was speaking of that. My coworker needs to hear this because she she does. She be so negative sometimes, and I be like, my God. But you talk about God, I don't understand why you're so depressed. <laughs> you need a you need right. You need plenty of gratitude. But she only knows what she's been exposed to. Right. If she doesn't expose herself to the right sources, right. she becomes a product of what she is exposed to. You are. We are part of our fair. environment. Yes, ma'am. We sure are. And that's why when people ask me, you always so happy. You just comment. I'm grateful. I have so much to be grateful for. Because you know why? There's somebody else that's right by me who's less fortunate than I am. Of, of course, I go through a struggle. I might can't pay a bill and I, and I have to do this and that. My husband's on disability. He can't always take care of all the bills, but I'm still grateful by the end of the day. I have a job. I have two wonderful, beautiful children that keep me going. That's what I do. And I got breath in me. The Lord going to let me keep going. So that's how I feel. I have to be grateful because if I keep soaking and feel sorrow for myself, then what, what, what am I showing my daughters? There's somebody out there who don't have a job who are on the streets right now with their children. So I have to be thankful no matter what I'm going through. Because so far, so good. I still got a roof on my head. So I'm thankful for every little bit. And that's what people don't be understanding, Lynette. They forget that. You're still able, no matter what, get tired of living paycheck to paycheck sometimes. But you still got a roof over your head. Thank God for that. You're now out there on the street because that cold weather is no joke. So, you know, people got... People have to realize what's around them, what you already got. And that's what I was saying about the young lady on my job. If you're unhappy, you know it's always another job that you can go to. You don't have to do this one, so you don't have to keep complaining. But just be thankful that you have something. It may not be the best of the best being a waitress, but you have a job. That's all that matters, and they forget that. They do. They forget it, but I try my best to enlighten them, and I hope that I can get this show out where other people can listen because they need it. You need it besides just Thanksgiving. You need it every single day to be grateful because you don't never know when that last breath going to come. We don't. We all know our birth date, but we definitely don't know our death date. That's right. Lynette. That's right. Was Lynette, t- can you tell us where we can get your book? Because I know we could get it on your website. Where are some other places we could purchase your book? 
You can go just about to any online retailer and order that. I'd like to read the whole title for for yes. you, if I may. Yes, ma'am. How to write? It's how to write heartfelt letters to treasure for special occasions and occasions made special. So the last name Smith, first name Lynette, middle initial M, that's how the author's name is in there. Uh, that's available at Amazon, of course. It's available at the Nook Press, which is Barnes & Noble's company. It's available as an ebook at any of those places or also at smashwords.com. Basically, all major online retailers have it. So they can get it anywhere. And it's a good one to get. You know, Peggy Post, who's the director, the executive director of the Emily Post Institute, great-granddaughter-in-law, I believe, of Emily Post, she wrote the foreword in this book. And uh, she she really believes in it, too. I know she does, and it, it is. It's powerful, just that, that law of attraction, universal law. I love it. it. It definitely is positive. You put negative stuff out there, expect negativity. That's why when I go to work, I always say it's gonna be busy instead of saying, Oh, it's slow. You know, you don't you don't you don't sabotage yourself. Um and before we leave, I want to give the truth of the day, which is actually it was Friday and this wonderful lady I had on my show, she she reminds me of you too, Lynette, because she's all about gratitude and appreciation. Her name is Mary Ellen Signovich, and she always lets me be able to read her truth of the day. She has another one, but I wanted to read this because it's specifically to what Lynette and I was talking about just a moment ago. Keep cheerful friends. Grouches and complainers will pull you down with their negative energy. These people who complain and criticize often are the very people who wonder why others do not want to be around them. People enjoy being around cheerful people. Why do you think all of the morning news people are so full of smiles even when the very things they are reporting on are disastrous? People gravitate towards a positive, cheerful disposition because it is the way they are or want to be. Today, be full of cheer and positive energy. Do not allow us to pull you down. Enjoy the day, everyone. Enjoy your weekend and have a fulfilled weekend with happy holiday cheer. Lynette, I appreciate you for being on here. I appreciate you listeners. And I hope to see you again on the Bright Side with Technician. And if I don't be here to say happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy your holiday, everyone. Happy Thanksgiving happy, to all of you. Happy Thanksgiving to you too, Lynette. Thank you. Thanks for listening to The Bright Side with Technicia. If you like what you heard, tell your dad, mother, cousin, uncle, whomever. Be sure to check out the archive section at www.brightsidewithtk.com.